right. Evening, everybody. Good evening. What's going on? How you been? It's great to have you here tonight. On this first day of December, 2023. I'm over, oh, you know what? I, I might as well just... I, I don't know who, who takes note of these things. But just so you know, this this uh, hoodie that I'm wearing, it's just one of those things where this time of year... There's a couple of top layers I'll go to multiple times a week. Um, it's not dirty. I know you've probably seen it a couple of times this week. I throw it on top of everything else when it's a little bit chillier in here. Because I don't like putting the heat on too much. Then I start getting nauseous from the heat. Um, so I just want to let you know that, uh, yeah, you'll see this or other ones. But it's clean. I take showers that I wash all my clothes. I promise you. You know, I know. just like, man, he's wearing that again. Yeah, it's just a top layer. It's just the top layer, I promise. Anyway, here we are on a Friday evening at the end of another really, really great week. And um, I knew last night's show was going to go over really well with a lot of people. I got tremendous, tremendous feedback. And Barbara Yates said that she's already gotten a lot of emails from people too. And I mean, I got rave reviews from Lauren and everybody and... It's, uh, it's just really refreshing when you get uh, a no-nonsense person on, on the air. And when I say no-nonsense, not a hard-ass, just a, you're get, this is what you're going to get. There's no, it, it's just, it's really great. Barbara's a great person. I, I can't wait to, I wish you could come in the studio one day. We'll see what happens. You know, we're all up in the Northeast. Everybody's not, you're not too far from everybody else up here. Um... We're all going to get taken out by the same tidal wave eventually one day. So that, that draws us all together to us, us Northeasterners. So I just really, uh, I really enjoyed that. And when you see, like I said last night in closing, when you see a week kind of build up and lead into a larger, the, the larger corpus of work that sometimes you don't even plan for. It's really great to see the flow and the compliments. And, you know, I had somebody saying, you know, after a night of Dilly, uh, to, uh, Barbara Yates was almost like that lemon sorbet to cleanse the palate after the spicy meat, so you can get ready for dessert or something. I forget what it was. It was a uh, it was a palate cleanser in between courses of of food comments. I said <laughs> that's one way of putting it. I said, yeah. Well, the hot and the cold, the warm and the uh, it's all nice. Anyway, tonight is going to be good. Matt is here. I'll bring him in. He just walked through the door. I'm giving him a chance to settle down. And i just going to bring you guys in for a good portion of tonight's show. The lines are going to be open the whole time because we haven't really been able to do calls a lot this week at all because the guests have gone on a little bit longer. There's a lot to talk about. And I just want to open up the lines. I can hear your, you. You can come on with your thoughts, theories, Anything that has uh, really set you off this week or anything. It could be have to do with the show, the topics the guests brought, or just whatever. If you're bringing a topic out of left field, just make sure that you can put it into a nutshell because we don't have all night. A nice little elevator pitch, and we will ask follow-up questions if necessary. And um, say, oh, well, this is something that people need to know. Speaking of that, I am opening up again just for the hell of it. 
because the inside information that has been coming in has been wonderful, but I've been put, putting it into my notes for upcoming shows, especially next week when I have people like uh, Ashton Forbes on to talk about the Malaysian Flight 370, and also when we have Ben Davidson on, Suspicious Observers. There's a lot. A lot that's coming up in the next seven days as far as uh, the booking that we've done over here and the conversations that the potential that we have. So I'm going to open up the inside information hotline tonight as well. Again, for those of you who don't know, the hotline's number is 914-369-1236. That is urgent, very, very interesting inside information that only you know that you are privy to if you call this line i will not announce your name and no aspect of your number and uh, and that's it so you let us know what's the insider information you have did you see i do you know of a deep underground military base that has reopened after many years of being dormant did you watch the alien grays open up the uh Open up the front gates. What came through the portal in your backyard? I know some of you have them. Anyhow, you can also call in if you're a remote viewer. I consider that inside information. I have seen the future and this is what's coming. We have a few remote viewers that are coming on in the next couple of uh, weeks to months. And uh, a lot of it is going to be centered on 2024 and trying to validate some of your, your bigger predictions that we're going to be recording I don't know when we're going to do it. It may be Saturday night, December 30th. I was thinking about going live just for a call-in show on Saturday night across all the the channels and uh, staying live for at least an hour or so and just taking calls and bullshitting and all that. Maybe bring on a guest. I can do that from Studio B. But I was thinking about uh, December 29th or December 30th, that Saturday, doing a show there. When are we going to do our 2024 predictions show? And I'm also cooking something up for the days before Christmas, a really, really special night of friends stopping by and saying hello and Merry Christmas. Oh, it's going to be grand. really is. Might have to turn it into two nights. I'm getting such great response. So, nice stuff happening. Uh, That's all I have for you. Just talking off the top of my head. You can call in at the, the regular line. Now I gave you that one the hotline to write down, the regular line that you're going to need for the whole night, 914-200-0269. It's just general open lines. It's whatever the, whatever the hell comes through. Uh, just roll the dice and entertain us. That would be nice. You don't have to entertain, of course. You can just throw something onto the table, and we'll see what we can make of it. And that is, aside from that, is a wish for a good weekend. So I have... A little bit over here from last night that we're going to save for just after the opening. But here's something interesting. A little bit more local news. Local news. This is from Stanford. Stanford, Connecticut. Stanford, Connecticut representatives reject 5G agreement citing safety worries. This is right. This is five, six miles away. This may cause harm, they said. It was from a couple of weeks ago. I saved it. Stanford's Board of Representatives have rejected a federally regulated plan to install 5G telecommunications infrastructure on city-owned utility poles, citing environmental health concerns. 
21 of the city's legislature's 40 members of Wednesday on Wednesday, this is the, the 12th of November, voted against the agreement with the nation's two largest wireless companies, AT&T and Verizon, despite guidance from city officials that local regulation of the matter is preempted by federal law. Five representatives voted in favor of it, while eight abstained, some saying that they weren't properly informed on the issue. Under the rejected pact, Stanford would have agreed to terms to install 5G conduits known as small cells on utility poles in the municipal right-of-way. Uh, there, If there is the smallest of chances, even the smallest, that this may cause harm, I don't see any reason why we should be passing this forward. Representative Jeffrey Stella, a Democrat, I think that's, is that, that D9? Is that Democrat from their ninth ward or something? Lauren Mayer, a special assistant to Mayor Carolyn Simmons, said board members were informed that they had little authority to limit 5G rollout. That's not true. That's not true. The law department uh, rep- uh, presented the Board of Representatives Land Use Committee with an extensive morator- uh, more, uh, memorandum on the law expanding that the municipal legislatures are without authority to legislate on issues of the alleged health risks of radio frequency radiation emitted by 5G apparatuses as this issue is, uh, the, the issue is preempted by federal law. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because federal law is all rooted in the Constitution and there is nothing, there is nothing in Article 1 that says anything about the, uh, the federal government having the authority to, in any way, shape, or form, mandate municipalities in, into installing radiation-emitting 5G apparatuses or any kind of telecommunication apparatus, nothing whatsoever. Uh, again, it's just a matter of LARPing and LARPing with considerable amount of uh, believability and having all the guns and the ammunition and the media and a bunch of brainwashed people who say, oh, Washington, D.C., more, much more powerful. They can do everything as opposed to us over here in Stamford, Connecticut or wherever the hell you live right now. Um, the average lollipop sucker thinks that, yeah, yeah, the, the, town has, uh, the town has the ability to legislate on how much they're going to tax for paying the local DPW for street sweeping and things like that. But we all know that the 545 people in Washington, D.C. who call us, who call themselves representatives are the ones who really lay down the law for every small hamlet in the country. It's just really, um, it's just crazy. So for in the meantime, 5G in Stanford has been thwarted. And you know, once all the information gets out to those who just don't know enough to vote, uh, they're going to be they're going to be swayed in the right direction. So for now, they don't have to worry about that, which is a temporary positive. Uh, speaking on a little bit larger scale and still local, we had a New York representative, this guy George Santos. Who I we, we have not really done anything on him since he's been elected. It's been problems with him for day one. He's, he was lying about this, lying about that. He's a cross-dresser. He's this and that. And now there's something about ethics violations. Either way, the House, the House of Representatives, uh, run by that Johnson guy, uh, picked up a vote, and they kicked him out of Congress. So there you have it. There's your... 
there's your new house house uh, speaker of the house there too. That's nice, isn't it? That's what they they will they will put the pedal to the metal when it comes to that shit. So uh, managed to make a spectacle out of this guy, and who knows who comes in his place next. What else do we have over here? Oh, 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 more. Now now from the House House side of things to the Senate. Republican senators asked Joe Biden administration to immediately restrict travel between the U.S. and China over a mystery illness. That's right. That's right. It's beginning to feel a lot like 2019. Oh, we're going back in time, aren't we? Rubio and colleagues... To Biden, ban travel from China to prevent mystery illness spread. A mystery respiratory illness is once again spreading in China. Until we know more about what could be the new pathogen, the United States must do everything possible to prevent the illness from reaching our shores, which we know is impossible. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, I mean, it's just it's just impossible from the standpoint of let's say let's say that there actually was, well, okay, something had just popped up in China. Let's uh, let's ban all air travel. At least you could account for people. You can health screen people that are coming in and out of the country. There's there's things that you can do to make it a little bit more inconvenient in a time of great, I don't know, epidemiological issues. But we have borders that are wide open. If you listen to the people at the southern border, especially people who live in San Diego or any of those border towns across Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and California... They're all telling you that people who have property right there on the border where their backyard comes up against the nation of Mexico, they're telling you it is not, it is not hordes of Mexicans that are coming across every day. It's North Africans, it's West Africans, it's, it's hundreds of Chinese. They're talking about people, we're talking all over the world. The, the, it is just, the gates are open. They don't even need a Trojan horse anymore. The gates are just open. So for anybody to be uh, showing concern about this is ridiculous because the world is so globalized as it is that it's not going to stop anything. And it's just really a matter of finding out how much the federal government is willing to overreact to achieve one end or another that they see um, being a necessary goal in 2024. It's just it's so sick. So sick. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio and colleagues sent a letter to President Biden urging him to restrict travel between U.S. and China until we know more about the disease that's spreading around out there. And now there's, of course, uh, similar headlines in the United States about how there is a pneumonia-like illness that's going around and it's starting to peak. And this is just you, you'd expect to be getting these headlines this time, this time of year under these circumstances after the last three years that we had to live through. And, um, and yeah, that's it. All right. Let's get this one kicked off. When we come back, Matt will be here and we're going to jump into some fun and then whatever the hell you guys want to bring to the table. The lines will be open. Feel free to interrupt all night. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. 
Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! indeed alright Friday night just gonna try to make sure that the wheels don't come off the uh, come off the wagon tonight Matt how you feeling man I'm alright how are you I'm alright I'm alright how is it out there working in the cold in, in, in a different job this must be a lot better than, than what you were doing before yeah, it yeah. wasn't cold today though. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, but we've had a couple of stingers the the days before. Today was actually pretty warm. Yeah, well, well it doesn't good. bother me. See, we're happy that you have a new lease on life. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. So have you been reading the news? Nah, not really. To be honest with you, I know that something big is coming. I know <laughs> that, so everyone should just grab your popcorn and. Enjoy the show. That's it. Every day, every day, Matt sends us TikToks about uh, about things that about the new new shows that we're going to enjoy and the popcorn we're going to need to get, and nothing can stop what's coming. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Nothing can stop what's coming. Um, I have a little. I have a few things for you to to take a look at with me. First of all, you heard about the. The Derek Chauvin guy that got stabbed in the in uh yeah it did yeah well it's stabbed stabbed twenty two times oh, by the, by this guy a former Mexican mafia member who um, admitted this is getting dug up by post millennial and stuff like that admitted that he was carrying had carried out a number of crimes while working as an undercover FBI informant so again again. <laughs> you could say, oh, it's just a coincidence that even a Fed was there waiting on the inside to stab this guy on Black Friday. 22 times. Yeah. And, he's and, he, and, he, was a, and he was a former Fed. And then here's another one for you i got to show you. This is, this is an incredible story. Truly incredible story. There was a man, ladies and gentlemen, tell the, tell the children that I, I need to talk to uh, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, and grandpa for a second. Gotta go. Gotta talk. We need, we need a few minutes. Go. Go. Come back in a little bit. All right. You ready for this? There was a man on a flight to Moscow who was orally raped. He was orally raped by a sex crazed woman a nymphomaniac jeez no you're wait until you hear this story let me put you on the screen with me hold on where's Matt there I'm sure it was very brutal for him it was it was horrible I can it it sounded like the worst thing that could ever happen to a guy 
A male, especially when you read this, a male passenger on a five-hour flight to Russia was allegedly the victim of oral rape after a sex-crazed 29-year-old blonde woman named Valeria insisted on blowing him after departing from Antalya, Turkey. Okay? Now, on a flight from Antalya to Moscow, a female passenger went on a rampage and orally raped her male neighbor on the plane, according to Russian news outlet Gazeta.ru, which added that there were children on board. I have to imagine that there were people, children, all all, si- all uh, ages on this flight. The man sitting next to her in economy class, of course, that's the, this is what happens in the economy class. If you're not, if you're not f- flying first class or business class, you're going to eventually get molested by somebody. The man sitting next to her in economy class of the Pobeda Airlines flight allegedly rebuffed Valeria's advances. He, so at first he says, no, stop, stop, what are you doing? And then... Why does he sound Japanese? I don't know. I must go back. He, and then he rebuffed her at first only to, quote, stop resisting a short time later. So then it wasn't rape. Uh, well, I mean, he, I... I he at least had to keep up the appearances that it was. According to the report, flight attendants let him finish. Oh, wow. Before moving the possibly intoxicated woman away, who then tried to bribe them. Okay. So first he's like, no, what are you? Uh, get, get off me. Ah, fine. And so he, the fact that the, the flight attendants allowed him, like, what, I'm trying to think about being on this plane. And the flight attendants were like, okay, well, to, and, it, and let him finish. It, it wasn't something that he was looking for, but I guess they just, I guess they figured, well, the, he might as well get he something out of it. He must have needed it at that point. Right. She, you know, he, here are some of the quotes from the Daily Mail. She pulled down his trousers and committed violent acts of sexual, of a sexual nature. Later, the neighbor stopped resisting. Okay. <laughs> Violent acts. Violent acts of a sexual nature. Later, the neighbor, the guy who was getting it, stopped resisting. All of this happened in front of the flight attendants and other passengers. Shot Media reported, quote, surprisingly, the flight attendants waited until the end of the act and only then moved Valeria further away. The woman fought back and did not want to leave her newly made companion. She wanted to keep sucking them off. <laughs> I can imagine that. Oh, all right. No, no, no. Imagine being the, uh, hearing the guy. No, no, no. The, the whole point there is you have to sound slightly annoyed at that point. Because once she's, she's going for it, then he's just like, no, no. You know what? Whatever. Just let her finish. No, this is all just so silly. It's all right. You might as well just let her finish. So the woman fought back, did not want to leave this guy. Another male passenger was uh, deputied, I guess, deputized to guard her during the rest of the flight. He, I wonder if she, she offered him a little something too. Uh, during the flight, Valeria scratched the flight crew and smoked an e-cigarette despite repeatedly being told to stop doing so, according to uh, these uh, reports that were cited, citing the eyewitnesses on the plane. The woman was then detained in Moscow following the incident. However, she told Baza Media that she has no regrets 
and was able to pay a fine of 500 rubles, which is about $5.62 U.S. American. $5. And that's it. And she was able to move on with her day. Everything $5. was fine, she said. She said, I had a good time on the plane. Well, that's a little more than that. So she only she could do all of that on a plane in Russia and only pay $5.62 to walk away from it all? Russia doesn't punish the females that rape. That's just um, that's just incredible. So that's why in the title tonight we have mandatory mile high club, because obviously this guy, the I I don't know. It's just such a wacky story. High altitude crazy. You think he was some beta cuck male? That's or he was I like I some know. alpha. I think he's a guy who just saw a good deal. Five uh, four one two. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. So. Just a quick one. Um, sometimes I'm shown things. I can't do it on purpose. Um, wait, wait, so my daughter. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, hold on. Surgery, hold on. Spinal cord surgery. And I was a basket case, as you might expect. And I couldn't go in with her. So my husband went in with her. And while I was in the outside room, you know, outside of where the surgery was happening, I um, was shown. Um, a store that I wasn't familiar with it was called H&M and I saw a my daughter but she was 16 and she was drop dead gorgeous and she was standing by around her looking through the clothes and I was standing there staring at her in awe because she was just gorgeous and she gave me one of those teenage looks where they look like mom like what is your problem? And she like rolled her eyes like, you're so weird and crazy. So she went through the surgery. She did fine. It was brain surgery and spinal cord surgery. And later when she was 16, we were in H&M and she was standing by the rounder. And I realized I had that deja vu. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I saw when they were wheeling her in for her surgery. And she gave me the same, what are you staring, like, you weirdo, what are so, you staring So, okay, so I, I have got to get this, because at first, you, the first thing you said was garbled, I couldn't hear what you said. So, uh, when, you, when you called in first, and now I'm getting the point here, now you had a, a daughter that needed to go and, and have some pretty critical surgery, brain surgery, and during that surgery you were told, you were told to go and, and just shop go around the where where did you where did the h&m no, i was no i was sleeping sh i was shown like a movie i was shown us shopping at h&m and i was shown her by the rounder looking gorgeous i love i thought is this a daydream is this a daydream or or were you napping like what how were you shown this no i was outside and i was praying because she was getting brain surgery okay and during the prayer i was shown it's fine she's perfect and i was shown her at age 16 shopping in this store that i didn't even know existed and the store was h&m and she was standing by a rounder and i saw her at age 16 even though she was only six when she went in for the surgery incredible that's incredible. So, and then it happened. When she was 16, we were shopping at H&M. It had come to our area. And I realized 
oh my god this is what i saw when they were wheeling her in for the brain surgery now how old is she now uh, she's 30 okay <laughs> she's beautiful she's married she's absolutely gorgeous she's doing great she's perfect so now all these when were you able to tell her that story and have her like really take it seriously because i i know you, you can well, tell you can tell a teenager I anything stuff like this happens to me yeah. so i told my husband right away i'm like she's gonna be fine i saw her when she's 16 she's she's gonna be fine and we were told all kind of awful things but i didn't believe any of them because i was shown that she would be fine okay and then we had that deja deja vu thing at 16 that's so that's incredible uh, now i i would uh it almost qualifies for a glitch in the matrix kind of a story that we were doing yeah earlier. that's what you've been talking about this stuff lately so that's why i came up but this this stuff happens it's in our family like we're weirdos oh it no happens. hey you know what something like that that is a, a a real gift especially since you know uh for you to to, to be able to see that and spend so much time during such a critical window of time in your daughter's life with absolute confidence in her safety. That's that's wonderful. Thank you for the call. That's this is a great story. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Wow. What do you think about that, Matt? Well, she, I guess she's uh, was daydreaming and well, she's praying. She she got a vision of the future while she was praying, and uh, it, I guess you can call it clairvoyance or but that's a. That's something else there. So you can, again, call in and interrupt us with anything from that has to do with this week, something you saw, you thought, a theory you have, and uh, any topic that you want to revive from this week. Uh, Matrix glitch stories we can definitely do as well. I'd love to take those into the second half. I've got plenty to do here. Um, uh, Matt, did you see this? This is uh, Chris Cuomo. Did you hear that he would consider voting for Trump over Biden? Yeah, I saw that. Today. Now, you can say, oh, this guy, he'll do anything to be relevant again. But uh, we're seeing a lot of people right now who are coming out and saying stuff like this. BLM? It's, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. It's just... And it makes me, and this is not totally unrelated to all the stories about China and a mystery pneumonia flu and this and that popping up right now in December. It's the election virus. Exactly. The, the, it is not unrelated to see everybody saying all of this about Joe Biden. And um, it's just, it's just not, it's not unrelated. Take a listen to this. It's, if it's Biden, Trump, look for me. By the way, this is Chris Cuomo on with Patrick Bet David. It's if it's Biden, Trump, look for me again. Um, we survived a Trump administration. Uh, would we survive another one? Yes, yes. I don't think there's any greater risk to America with him than with Biden. And for people who are now going to attack me and say, "What are you talking about? Trump is like this crazy man." Well, look. You know, as Patrick says, the data is the data. Nobody was trying to kill us when Trump was president in a way that they're not now. If anything, there's more hostility. And you can have reasons for that anyway. You know, you know, he had the data in 2018 and 2019, this guy. Yeah. He had the data then, too. He had the data in 2020 when you had an instant contrast between 2019 and then 2020, uh, where, where things were taking a downward... I mean, it's just... What you want. I'm just saying, existentially, 
I'm not afraid of a Trump presidency. Um, existentially, I'm not afraid of another Biden presidency because unlike many people in America, I believe that the country is much stronger than any individual leader. Um, uh, we survived the Russia thing. We survived January 6th. Okay, so, yeah, so, okay, so we, we survived the press. We survived the press and the feds. I mean, I mean, this is the whole point here. He's saying that the country is stronger than any individual person or any individual leader. The issue is, yes, it was designed to be much stronger than the central government itself. The problem is that the way that that has been mutated, uh, one person, unfortunately, can do a lot of damage. Where, whereas uh, if we are living, if we are living in a, uh, a situation that is a little bit more uh, in line with what it actually is to be American over here, then then no, no, that that person is pretty neutered. And then he goes on to talk about how we we survived all of these things. And, uh, we we survived what everything he listed so far between Russia and January sixth uh, had everything to do with the federal government going rogue and throwing this shit onto and and and, and moving away and using it against us. We haven't actually recovered from that. We've just moved on to the next scam. And he was part of that scam. Mm -hmm. The whole Russia thing and whatever. He's the one telling us all that, hey, you can't, re you can't read the DNC leaks because it's illegal and you, you just need to t take our word for it, what's inside of these, uh, these emails. So, you know, it's just, um, ugh. it's a guy who, who has a little bit less of a boot on his throat right now, but he's still not putting it yeah, together. He's still a piece of shit. We survived having Biden as a gaffe machine. We survived uh, Congress uh, going after each other and doing nothing for the rest of us. We survive these things. Are we better for it? No. Uh, should we be doing things differently? Yes. Oh, what, what a boy. I love when they sit there and they ask themselves questions and they answer the questions to make themselves sound like geniuses. Like he's, he's moving through a train of thought that's just so incredible. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. But I think that uh, even Chris Cuomo sees the writing on the wall, and um, for everybody saying, "Well, you know, he's you know, broken clock is right twice uh, twice a day." Well, out of everything he just said right there, he made he maybe he made about sixteen statements. Maybe one was true. So, and everything else is just chasing his tail. So nine one four two zero 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 two six nine. Who's this? You're on the air. Hey, hey, Frank, what's happening? What the hell is that airline for the occasional blowjob uh, rape thing? I don't know. I'm asking for a friend. I'm happily married, but man, that sounds like first class. Oh, uh, yeah, no, actually, it's economy class. <laughs> it's economy class. It's third. Oh, it's economy? Oh, yeah. man, it's I've been third. flying first class my whole life. No, no, yeah. It's third class. Hey, Matt, how you doing, pal? How's your new job? I'm all right. It's good. I like it. Oh, I got to hear that. I want to puff off that spiff, man. That thing looks good, man. It looks like premium tobacco. It is good. It, it's very good. Matt only smokes All right, yeah, this, uh, so how come we, uh, get, uh, how come the, uh, what do you call it? The Republicans get rid of a Republican to make our power last. 
Uh, I don't know. I have more questions than stories tonight. Uh, today is like a screwed up day. Uh, how come the guy is the guy that stabs the guy that's an FBI guy? How come everything, man? I just don't get it, Frank. But happy December anyways. We got, you know, 25 days to, you know, Jesus' birthday or celebrate a birthday, however you want to say it. Well, I think you got a lot. I think you, you think you said a lot there, and you're right. It's a topsy. Thank you so much. That's John from Connecticut. It's a very topsy turvy day of news, and um, and that's I leave it to you guys and gals to, to tell me what you've been thinking uh, on a night like tonight. But yeah, I I never looked at the whole George Santos thing, but it makes uh, there's absolutely no uh, surprise that a so-called Republican majority would bend over backwards to to uh, to boot one of itself, one of its own members out with the slimmest majority that you can ever have outside of one. You know, it's just, that's just it. That's the kind of, that's the kind of compromises that are made with these creeps. I don't care one way or another. We'll see who replaces them, but it's just the, the constant, constant walking around on a leash. That's what they do, those Republicans. All right, let's take another call. 214, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Frank. Hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, who's this? <laughs> this is Donna. Donna, welcome. And, uh, I've called it a couple times. I love you guys. We love you. But um, I, I kind of have a theory for you. I want to hear it. Go ahead. On, uh, and I'm, it's so true, but it'll take everybody a while to observe it. But if people would start picking up on the colors they use, they all dress in red, black, and white. No. And they hat tip each other this way. And they do it in opening scenes in movies. They do it in the opening scenes of commercials, on videos, everywhere. Even Santos, when he came back out and said he wasn't going to quit, he's wearing maroon red, and white and black. But it takes a while to kind of pick up on it. But if people start watching, they'll pick up on it. You know, and see, and then they'll use gold sometimes, and that's the highest level. That is, um, w when you look into that, um, a, a lot more deeper looks into the way that um, very, very prolific directors will will have their characters dress in television uh, series or movies or whatever it is, uh, there's a lot to be said about how characters dress in the lead up to certain type of events in the character's arc, whether it be death, whether it be a major triumph, uh, whether they are, you know, they're conflicted about something, if they are going to betray a loved one or whatever it is, there is so much to color coordination uh, and messaging in that respect. You're right about that. And I'd love to have a friend of mine come on to talk about um, occulted uh, colors and, and, and use of color inside of television and movies, especially when it comes to how uh, characters are dressed, costume design, all of that. So you're right. Um, you're right. There, there, there must be something to it. And, I mean, I always... I'm wearing darker colors tonight, but uh, you can ask Lauren. It was about a year and a half, two, maybe two, three years ago even. I said, you know, I got to get rid of a lot of, the, a lot of the stuff I had. I realized that every, you know, most days of the week I was taking something out of the drawer, even if it was, you know, a funny shirt or whatever, the, the cloth, the material was black. 
And I said, I, I, I gotta wear, I gotta wear some lighter colors here. And I started dressing a little bit more on, you know, the the whites and the the light grays and things like that. Yeah, it, it just started wearing on me that I always had so much black on, and uh, I still haven't got, I haven't purged it too uh, as much as I like, but I'm conscious of it now too. So I know, I know what you mean. And I think a lot of people are becoming conscious of it. And I don't mean to. Uh, intimate that it that when normal people wear red, black, or white, that it means it. You know, it doesn't oh, know. mean the same to us. I, know. I have a sister that loves it, but if you watch, especially on YouTube, watch the videos. The very opening scene. Look at the restaurants that they have in all our macro cities everywhere. Their logos. They're always they use red, black, and white, and they're just macros of each other. You know, if, I mean, they've lied to us about everything, <laughs> about everything, the history of America, everything. But just start paying attention. And with people, it is such a indicator to me spiritually when I see it. And, and no, when I watch you or watch, you know, my husband wears, you know, we all do. I don't see it that way. But these people, when you know who they are, they do it all the time. It's, it's gross. Oh, yeah, and it's no, gross. I, watch I, I, I think it's a great call. And thank you so much for that. And I'll, I'll, Wait, I, I have one more question. Go ahead. Just one more. Why are you gay? Why are you Why gay? Why are you gay? Who, who, Why who's, are you gay? Who's gay? You are gay. <laughs> you are gay. You are gay. Okay, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You know, I, I wish that there was... I, I respond to people on Twitter a lot with that. Like, especially if the Krasensteins will say something that's just so ridiculous. I just, I, I try to be the first one to respond with that, that gif. Why are you gay? That's the only thing I want to know. I wish that there was... Um, sound in those okay but back to that whole thing about the the color absolutely when it comes to day-to-day -day decisions for you know the average person waking up and throwing something on the reason why i said i wanted to get a little bit more lighter colors in my life is just i felt that i actually felt the drag of the you know that color that those dark dark brooding colors like black i had so many black t-shirts on uh not to mention it uh, in the in the summer months it's a lot more uncomfortable to have black on and just it just your your shoulders and your back is burning and you're not even getting the benefit of, of getting a tan it's just uncomfortable so in the summertime i'm wearing a lot more lighter shirts anyway just because you know you just want to stay cool but so that's all the personal psychological and fashion choices I, that i just paid uh, some mind to as far as what goes on on television what goes on on the silver screen Everything is produced for a very specific reason. Everything. Everything is produced for a very specific reason. You get into the weeds of some of the more prolific directors of all time, like Stanley Kubrick or whatever, and you, you know that every coffee mug that is in frame is perfectly placed and is colored in a very specific way. When it comes to politics, there is no difference than how, uh, how you would set up a scene in uh, on a stage play or in a movie or on t for a television production of some type uh joe biden uh standing before um what uh independence hall in in pennsylvania in 2022 or whenever the hell it was when he was uh it looked like and they had independence hall a wash in red light and there's red and black and and the hands clenched and it was like a scene out of v for vendetta dark brandon yeah condemning half of the country to being terrorists i mean th these are decisions that are made very very deliberately it's just what it is just like uh traditionally fast food restaurants they they uh, many of them will adopt 
red, white, uh, yellow. Red, white, and yellow are very, very, very popular. Those fiery types of light colors, they inspire quick consumption and turnover. That is, these are all things that are psychologically market tested. So uh, depending on what kind of message you're trying to convey, what kind of product you're trying to sell, whether it be fast food or politics, it's, uh, which is just as nutritious, there is um, no doubt about it. Everything is picked out perfectly. In your private life, hey, I mean, your fashion choices, your fashion choices. I knew people who just loved the, you know, I knew, I knew one girl who would wear nothing but pink and black because she just loved the way that it played off each other and whatever, you know, she's, she's not setting the tone for anybody but herself. But um, in mass communication, it's something totally different. Uh, I had a, I had something over here last night. Matt, I think you'll like this because Henry Kissinger died. I said, if you wanted to send in super chats, by the way, you can send them in right now. Quite frankly, superchat.com. I'd love to read your, your thoughts onto the, uh, onto the record. We'll be getting to those on the other side of the intermission. You can send over some rumble rants, uh, rockfin tips, and then there is the native gold pills on quitefrankly.tv and foxhole. I want to read them all, and I want to get a lot in. Oh, I forgot to... Con well, it looks like we're going to have one more night. Anybody who sends a super chat to quitefranklysuperchat.com will be added into the, the Godfather uh, raffle, super chat raffle, that I'll compile, and we will read it off on Monday. I totally forgot to tally that up today. So you have the whole weekend. It's been extended. Quitefranklysuperchat.com, and I'll put your name into the hat. But I said last night... You know, um, I said you can send in thoughts, theories, questions for Barbara, whatever it is, or you could submit a joke to the show. Well, the only one who sent a joke to the show was my mother. My mother. And Matt, you want to hear this? Yeah, <clears throat> I do. She texted me and she said, hold on, let me get this sound of the way, put this on up, good. She texted to me, she said, hey, here's a joke for the show. I heard it when I was a teenager, so I'm thinking it's probably around 1970. President Nixon was looking out of his window in the Oval Office and noticed that there was something written in the snow. It read, Impeach Nixon, written in urine. Well, Richard Nixon called the FBI, he called the CIA, he called everybody he could. They came back an hour later after investigating and they said, Sir, we have some good news, we have some bad news. The good news is that it's Henry Kissinger's urine. The bad news is it's Pat's handwriting. That's Pat Nixon his wife so I said he's like you think about it for a second you're like wait what does that mean handwriting oh oh she's she was holding it oh. she was holding his dude so there was my mom's contribution to the show last night I'm glad it came through I'd like more jokes sent to the show that's what we have alright so Chris Cuomo's out of the way Take some more callers over here. Hold on a second. Let's see here. Here we go. 818, what's going on? Is this Hawaii? No, this is uh, Burbank, California. Oh, okay. Oh, the, Hawaii, the eight, oh that 80808. Oh, oh, that's right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Burbank. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Norm. Thanks an alien surfer in the chat. You guys know me. Oh, um, hell yeah. Good to have you on. Yeah, well... um. I don't know if you've noticed this trend of uh, AI p 
Pixar movie posters have yeah. been going around. Have you seen those? Yes. And it, um, Disney's getting quite pissed off about, about them, actually. But um, I was wondering, a request to anybody out there that can do this. I'm still learning the software how to do this. You know, they have has Matt seen the AI uh, rendering of uh, him against the third graders? Oh, yes, of, of Matt against the third graders? Yeah, I was wondering if somebody could do a, a poster, a Pixar poster of, of that, of, oh. <laughs> of that against third graders. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. So. That, that would be fantastic. Hey, Matt, did you see that picture? I did. P- people, uh, people really took to that. And it puts it in perspective what you what you claim to be ready to do to, to fight <laughs> thousands of of uh, th- eight year olds. It has to be done if Trump you, needed it. You know, hang, uh, Alien Surfer, are you in yeah. the, are you in the Gilded by any chance? Uh, not right now. I am. I I I'll, I can log into the Gilded later. Well, I, I just didn't because I, uh, I was saying if you had a um, a, a thread. Uh, a master post of of some kind that had a lot of those Pixar, those Pixar uh, movie posters that everybody's been uh, you know using as a meme format. Uh, you should definitely send it my way, and we can look at a, a few of them on, in the second half when we're at least not on YouTube because I know that some of them are really racy. Uh, so I, I would, but anyway, that oh here like for example Matt, <laughs> hold on, wait Matt, you'll see this. I just saw this one right here. Look, Matt. Disney's Pixar, Adolf. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, they're doing shit like that. They're really branching out. I know. Actually, um, they're not making it so easy anymore. So you have to actually download particular software to do it. They used to have online generators that Disney's, like, making them stop them. Yeah. Oh, I know. They've been very, very pissed off. And and they have gotten, yeah. they've gotten, like I'm saying, racy. Like there's some stuff I would just, uh, you know, just I I would just save for the private chats you have with your friends and uh, don't even laugh about them in public sometimes. I think uh, on behalf of China, they're they're kind of pissed off about some of them. So uh, yeah. So, well, anyway, China's thank you. Pretty uh, mad about Winnie the Pooh, but um, oh, the Winnie the Pooh one, I I remember. Yes, yeah, I remember that one. Well, there's a couple. So I gotta now. Now I have to go find a master post somewhere and see what's what's good enough to bring on the show. But thank you for the call, Hang Ten Alien Surfer. It's great to have you on. Yep. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, later, bro. There's the alien from Burbank. A lot going on there. Remember, everybody, you can call in. The special hotline is still on. It's still up. The inside information hotline, nine one four three six nine one two three six. That is if you have inside information that the world needs to know about. It's very exclusive stuff. That's what we have. Now, in the other the other side of things is a little bit more uh, the glitch in the matrix stories. I have that. We had a great call before we can get around to, uh, we, we got around to, and we can do this in a couple of seconds, but I, you know, we're at, toward the end of the first hour, so let's take a couple more calls. It's Friday after all. 219, you're on the air, go ahead. Hey, Frank, John here. John, how are you? Go ahead. Hi. Good evening, Matt. Good to see you, too. Hey, you were waxing nostalgic this morning about the old uh, Christmas songs and such. And uh, uh, it made me think about all the songs that we hate at Christmas, you know, like the Mariah Carey and uh, Feliz Navidad and 
that that one that Paul McCartney did. Yep, I think his country would really come together with another, you know, horrible Christmas song. Like maybe Lizzo comes out with one, or uh, somebody else just uh, brings us together with just a really bad song that everybody can hate together. And uh, if there's one out there that you can think of, I I've been racking my mind of who would just be the worst. That's so, an interesting. Yeah, any ideas? That's an ahead. interesting approach. It's an interesting approach there um, to to try to find how can we unify the country and if and at this time if this 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 advent this time of um, advent in in the country and and we're leading up toward Christmas now if we can find a Christmas song that is actually so bad that it brings together both believers and non-believers. People from all the political spectrum that it act we are we are united in our disgust of this Christmas song. Um, what would it be? And has it been, <laughs> and has it has it been created yet? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, I don't know either. I'm going to be listening though. Absolutely. You got you got to keep your ears open. Thank you for the call, John. See you, brother. You know you know. Here's the thing about that that John just brings up. It. If you're trying to unite the world through everybody disliking a really bad Christmas song, it can't be overly religious. It can't be insulting to the religion. It can't be complimentary to the Christian religion, the faith, because there are people who would like, I mean, it has to be so down the middle, discordant and uncomfortable to listen to that everybody dislikes it for mostly all the same reasons. That does not trigger some people's bias. How do you do it? Is it possible? I don't know. But that's a really interesting approach. Can we bring the world together through the common dislike of something like a Christmas song? Paul McCartney got close. Stupid song. You don't like that song? Hate that damn song. It's a big hit, bro. Well, I mean, it's Paul McCartney. He could shit in a box, and it's going to get radio play. And um, th- th- between you and me, I really think that uh, that that John won the Christmas song uh, competition. What John won? J- John John Lennon's. You know, so this is Christmas, and it's just pretty much a anti-war, oh. uh, you know, a protest song. But I, I think that uh, I think it's better than even though you have Yoko screeching. Uh, over a choir of children in the back. You always, always can tell when that, that rat voice is squeaking through. Anyway, 914-200-0269. Call in. Let's hear your rat voice. See how you're feeling. And uh, and then we have the Glitch in the Matrix stories that I want to get around to a little bit later. Matt, have you ever had that? Well, We were talking about times in your life where uh, something happened that was absolutely inexplicable you you could not explain it not i'm not talking necessarily paranormal though i think some people would say that they like they, a matrix they, thing or like a matrix That's thing funny because you know you remember you mentioned that you remember joe lawler yeah i was at his house once and his screensaver was the matrix matrix thing and i looked at it like that i was just like joe and as soon as i said that his mom was like joe that was kind of weird that's one thing i could like think of you know, there's something, I, somebody had submitted something along those lines. They said that there's there was a time in their life that they were driving in their car. 
they are singing a certain song. And it comes on the radio. That happens to me all the time. No, there, no it, it was even a step further than that. They were singing a song. They went and the radio was off. They turned the radio on. And as the radio is, tur- is, is turned on and the, the, the cabin of the car just fills with music, it is not only the very same song that they're singing right there to themselves a cappella, but it is the same line, the same tempo. They are completely in line with the song. Like it, it's not even like okay, you're, you're singing, you're, you're singing a you know uh, I don't know a Papa Roach song. I don't know why I bring them up. You're singing Papa Roach or something like that, and and then all of a sudden you turn on the the and you're you know it's the same song. Wow, uh, imagine the the, uh, the 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 possibility of that. But it's not just the same song, and it's different different verses or choruses. You are exactly on. They, uh, this one person that wrote into me said that that happened and I was freaked out for months because it's just it's just so much more improbable it is improbable it's a once in a lifetime thing I know yes it is uh hold on what do we got here what do I have I thought I saw a wait a second I thought I saw a familiar number call in but I uh, I missed it. Let's see. Let's take one more call for the half. Hey, uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, this is problematic, Will. What's up, frankly? What's up, Matt? What's up, Will? So, yo, so I got a uh, I got a, a little theory here, man. So okay. we heard that they were opening up the, the federal the federal lands to have these like tent cities or whatever, and put like the migrants. I heard in these. All right. So what if? <laughs> What if the national parks have always been a place where, like, the Nephilim can, like, kind of live in their natural habitat and they have the ability to, you know, abduct and eat or do whatever kind of experiment I get with you. I they get want with you. to do yeah. on these people? And, you know, they're just pushing them there. Because back in the day, like, years and years ago, these people... You know, they were thought of as gods, and they were offered as sacrifices. So I'm thinking, you know, they could be doing that. And then it made me think about the whole idea of, you know, space being fake. That's been thrown around. And the fact that, you know, that movie, Don't Look Up, everybody saw that, right? And, you yeah. know, Hollywood, they'd be giving us the predictive programming. But what if it's really Don't Look Down? Timothy told us about all the deep underground military bases that they'd be having these uh you know, creatures and hybrids and all these. And so what if it's really, they've always been here. It's not really about space. It's about really what's going on under the earth. And, you know, they, they're just making it a little bit more easier with these people going into these, uh, the, the federal lands and, you know, that they pick them off and they not, they might, they might not have, you know, as many people looking for them like that or the whole missing 411 thing. You know you what? Know, you got an influx of people. It's like, well, ain't nobody gonna worry, and they can just go ahead and have their whole. They can do their whole thing. I so, didn't. You know what? That Will, was my thinking. Will, I didn't even think about. I, I never in my mind thought about Nephilim and this being just food and a uh, a gravy train for them. But when you brought up the national parks, and I and I was seeing where you were going with this, the first thing I thought was, well, uh, what is the best way? What would be one of the best ways of getting rid? 
of as many people as you can who already are have no papers and nobody even really knows that they exist. You send exactly. you send them off to a, a national park and just have them disappeared into some portal. They'll just disappear. I mean, I mean, you you think about all the people who are who are disappearing. These seasoned outdoorsmen who are disappearing mysteriously inside of these national yeah. parks all over the place. Uh, what would happen if you just bring a whole bunch of foreigners who don't know anything about anything and they're just they're just blipping out of existence? Where do they go? I don't know. But that it would be one hell of a way to dispose of a lot of people that you uh, you suddenly want to find another place for. Yeah, man. Wow. And again, it's a whole the centrifuge. You know, they tell us what they want us to know. They tell us the direction that they want us to look. But really, in actuality, you know, the other hand, we're not looking at the other hand. The one hand is pointing this way, but what's really going on is what they're doing with that other hand. So the whole, it's like you just you take what they say and take a little, you know, it's slanted one way. So you got to kind of reinterpret what they really mean and what's all happening when you look at all the, uh, you know the stuff that's together. It's like okay, you can see kind of a little bit maybe what the what what the thought is, but you know who knows? It's just a it's just a, a hypothesis. What? But um, the whole thing about you know looking down. I mean, I've read a lot. We've all seen a lot about you know a lot of accounts about things going on underneath of the ground, and I think that's what it really is. I got a friend of mine, and I can't I can't just say it like 100 percent. But I'm like over 75% being like a flat earther, bro. Like I'm more swayed now than I still got a lot of questions. But even looking at the book of Enoch and, you know, what that put out there, it's just like, man, my mind has been blown with the, the stuff that I've just been learning, you know, just relatively recently. But I just got a lot of questions. But I know what they be saying is lying. <laughs> so it's like you got to try to find what the truth is. I, kind of way, but I'll, I'll tell you. I love you, Frank. I love you, Matt. Happy you Friday, y'all. Merry Christmas. Uh, all, uh, all the love to the to the Franklies out there, and uh, y'all, uh, hold it down. Thank you, Will. I, well, I hope you call in again before Christmas. But thank you for this call. This is a this is one of those calls that you can build a whole show on. I'll tell you. Thank you for this. Yeah. All right, man. Peace. Later. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have always been a lot more interested in Hollow Earth. And I remember not too long ago, I'm trying to look for it now, that there was a there was an article that came out that's talking about how how inner oceans oh, in inner oceans have been discovered that that could actually account for more water than our that is uh, present on the surface of the earth. And that guy started that started going around and people were like, it's Agartha. It's Agartha. It's real. It's it's the and the first thing I thought about was someone like uh, Brooks Agnew, who is um, who's very interested in in actually going and exploring that. So and there's another example of looking down instead of looking up. I tend to love to look up. I think the the stars and the, and the night sky especially is uh, is is beautiful, and there's a lot to learn be learned from that. Um, I am not. Uh, I, I I'm willing to listen to anybody that talks about their theories about the shape of the Earth or what's going on, but um, I haven't been I haven't been really swayed one way or another. All I do know is, and I do agree one hundred percent, is what we have been told mostly, for the most part, is all bullshit. And you just know, especially what's going on underneath our feet, that is one thing. And and the the national parks. 
it's a great story because I saw that story too. That they uh, there's a lot of talk about setting up migrant camps, essentially refugee camps, relocation camps inside of national parks. These things that uh, they should not be nationalized at all. They are property of the states that they reside in. But um, to think of that. The first thing I thought about was David Politis. And I would love to, that's another thing. If I had a David Politis coming on the show sometime, like tonight, can you imagine if we had David Politis lined up in the second half tonight? First thing I would say is, Mr. Politis, what do you think about the idea of putting tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people who are alien to this country, who have no identity to our, you know, no identity, essentially, who are here illegally and now are just being shifted around and moved like you know pawns and and uh, and poker chips. What do you think about putting all of those foreigners inside of these areas that are already so I mean beautiful, majestic, and definitely there's more than enough room, but there are a lot of mysteries that have not been solved yet. And how much danger do you think people are in? from just going and never coming back. Who the hell knows? Now, as far as that being Nephilim food, man, that takes it another level deeper. And we can go deeper uh, on the other side. We're going to do some more uh, glitches. I have some meme stuff that I want to do with Matt. I think he'll like. Maybe we'll dip into the Babylon Bee. We have a whole other hour. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, you can join us for the whole other hour over on Foxhole. That link is in the description below on YouTube and Rumble and Rockfin. The direct links for Pilled Foxhole are right there. Um, and I and I share them across all the the socials, are quite frankly, as well. So that's on Truth and Gab and uh, Twitter and el- elsewhere. And if all else fails, you can't find that for some reason or if it's not working for you for another mysterious reason it should all work just fine you can always just go to quite frankly.tv which is also powered by foxhole and press play there's no paywall there there's no strings attached there's no holds barred it's just press play and again this episode will be uploaded in its entirety later on tonight last night it was up before 11 o'clock on podcast on rumble on rockfin and BitChute. and um but just so you know like i said you can wait for that, but there's nothing like live. You can't call into a rerun. Get your name on the uh, get your name on the air, get your voice on the air, get your super chat read on the air. Quite frankly, superchat.com and those gold pills keep them flowing. We're gonna read all of your rumble rants on the other side too, and hopefully taking your calls. So don't go anywhere except to Foxhole or Quite Frankly TV. We will be right back in a flash. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to intermission. We'll we'll be right back.
now entering, quite frankly. 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 Quite frankly.
literally meme gener generator tier. Who knew we'd get memes out of this from Julian? CIA are literally ship posters, so shouldn't. Now hold on, I, I got to get this up for you um, in, into into proper order because it's. Uh, oh yeah, these 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 were out of order. Okay, well I'm gonna have to organize this. I'm gonna organize this for you, uh, and then we will get, we'll get back to this one, or else it's gonna be a lot of a lot of uh, boringness. In the meantime, let's take another call, and then we're getting to your super chats. Let's do that to bridge the gap. Seven five seven, you're on the air. Who's this? Yes, this is Ken McNeil. Hi, Frank. How you doing? Ken, it's great to hear from you, man. Well, it's good to hear you. How you doing, Matt? Hey, what's up, bro? Well, you know what? I was just thinking. You know, I, I want to congratulate you, Matt, on uh, on uh, fending off all those third graders. I'll tell you, man. Uh, I um. Piece of I cake. live, uh, my backyard is basically an elementary school. And sometimes I, I'm out there, uh, you know, in the yard and stuff and, and during the day and the weekdays and the kids are out there playing and uh, cavorting around. It all seems kind of nice and innocent. And, and occasionally though, you know, I'll see like a kind of a small swarm or a gathering of what look to be, I don't know, third graders, fourth graders. And they're kind of hanging around my yard and I'm going, what are they up to? You know? <laughs> I'm just kind of being silly here. I know. And really, now, I'm thinking, well, you know, what are they teaching these kids in that school? A couple of the teachers do have blue, green hair, you know, uh, and that. So I'm wondering, did they, know, did they know that I voted for Donald Trump? You never know. And, you know, the, now, now, Ken, when you see them, uh, you know, gathering outside, the first thing you're going, the first thing you're going to say to yourself is if, hypothetically, if that group of kids came at me right now, how many? How many could I take down? <laughs> well, I'm 68 years old. I don't know. I think I can. It's usually a form of about 15 or 20. Matt, you have like thousands, so you know you're in a lot better shape than I am. Okay. I am hitting the gym, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you sound great for 68. I gotta say. I'm feeling good. I appreciate. I love the show last night with Barbara H. That was just stellar, and uh, I just love what you guys are doing. I love Frank and. Uh, I uh, loved all the Franklies, and uh, it's great. It's just I'm enjoying uh, hearing that on a Friday night. It's real nice. Well, you know what, Ken? I hope you call in more because, you know, we've been talking. We've been going back and forth with each other on email for many years now, and it's always so great getting feedback from you, and, and you're just as pleasant to hear from on the telephone. So thank you so much for calling. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Frank. All right. Bye -bye. Take care. Thanks another one. I mean, I... You know, there's just so many people you hear from over the years, and uh, you'd be surprised how much and how many people you remember. You'd be surprised. Okay, 914-200-0269. Let's see here. Into the Super Chats we go. First one up is from Jay Britz. Says, Frank, after a week of powerful shows, Matt, you're going to have to bring it bring what now yeah i don't know i think you're going to change you're gonna to have to change people's lives people want to have their lives changed and their minds blown how am i supposed to do that hey, we're gonna to have to find a way car guys new england says frank i wanted to wish my wonderful wife shala i know i know you gave me the phonetic but i don't need it anymore i'll always remember shala a very happy birthday. She's a huge fan, and she introduced me to uh, introduced me to your show, and now we enjoy watching it together every night for the past three years. We love the Friday night shows with you and Matt. Thank you. Well, happy birthday to Shala, and it's happy so birthday. great to have you both on happy every night. Happy birthday. 
Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth, motherfucker. Stostube says, great Friday, Matt and Frank. Chill session is in full effect. Great weekend, gents and fellow Franklies. Yes, a great weekend indeed. Do we have any inside information, people out there? I love the theories that just came in from uh, Problematic Will. We need more of those. Let's go over to... Um, hold on, let me get this up, because everything takes uh, forever to load on this computer now. Let's go over to Rumble and just double check, make sure that we're up to date, and then we're gonna head over to the gold pills. But like I said, it takes forever for these things to, to load for me. Kate, Cat Sky D, that's Katie Sky, sent a, uh, a wave, just waved at the show. I appreciate that, it's so nice. Very gracious, very gracious of her. And here's another one from, from, from Katie. From Katie Sky says, I bet Cardi B could make one heck of a, ter a terrible Christmas song for us. Yes. Yes, but it would have to be universally hated. And I think that uh, too many of her followers are going to, going to like that. You know? This is why I think it's an impossible thing. I think it's an impossible thing. I think that bringing everybody together to universally dislike something is just as improbable as bringing everybody together to universally like something. You know. So, I, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'd like to see what you guys think. I think it's just gonna be rough. Rough go of it. Joe M says hi, Frank. What's going on, Joe M? Boys Blanc or is Boy Blanc? I don't know. Somebody uh, said, I don't know why he keeps pronouncing the S in Bois Blanc. Well, I don't know what I'm reading. I don't know half of these screen names. I, I'm just trying to get through the day. Bois Blanc 89 says, and here's one for the chicken nugget. Oh, she's going to love it. Thank you. She went to bed early tonight. She asked her mom uh, to, Mom, I'm ready for a bath at like 6 o'clock. So something's going on. She's just uh, a little... A little tired, a little run down. I said, I told Lauren, we'll make sure there's some extra Apex water in that girl's water bottle then. Jesse 8118, thank you. JSM says, Frank saves the oral rape stories for Matt and Fridays. Yes. Those are the types of stories. Matt, did you hear about the, 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 the political dominatrix stuff that's been going on? No. What, like in that show with uh, pig vomit? No, 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 no. Yo, there is a... Well, what was show? I can't think of Paul the name Giamatti. Of it. Yeah, what's he in? He's into like uh, what do you call when you have the women like abuse you or whatever, like sadomasochism. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know the name of the show, but Brody it, is, like I think that. is in it too. Oh, is it called Billions? Yeah, that's it. I've never seen it, but I know I know you're talking about. Yeah, I, Brady I, is in it from uh, Homeland. Brody. Brady. Yep. I. Anyway, yes. That is essentially what it is, but it's a subset of that so-called kink community. Um, I brought it up this week. It, it got brought up between... Uh, Tracy brought it up for me on ma Monday, or t I think Monday or Wednesday. And I saw it plastered all over the place, so I grabbed it. And I brought it up again on Wednesday night when I was talking to Brendan Dilly. But I got, I got to tell you about this because I want to see what you think about it. Listen to this, Matt. It's from Mediaite. The Washington Post drops an eye-popping report on the MAGA doms, dominatrixes, 
and libtard subs, the people who want to be subdued, uh, inside of these kink communities, people showing up to do all their their stuff with the, the the chains and the leather and all that. But there's a subset of them now that want to uh, they want to exact a little bit more of a political sense of humiliation. It got it gets to the point where some of these some of these uh, liberals, like for example, listen to this. There's a dominatrix who voted for President Donald Trump twice, but now supports Ron DeSantis, told the Washington Post that she earns six figures annually with her niche content, okay? This is the content that she does there, too. But this woman, the reporter Lieberman, also spoke to a 33-year-old Republican whose day job involves monitoring politics and liberal media for an unnamed radio host who runs the fetish group Magadoms and uh, libtard subs by night. Now, on MAGA DOMs and libtard subs, members post requests such as looking for a MAGA DOM to red pill me and convince me to share my wife. And then wrote uh, Lieberman who reported that one man described his fantasy, listen to this, described his fantasy as wearing a Trump dog collar sold on a Trump campaign website and being walked around Walmart to pick out a dog bone. He want I mean this this is okay, you want to talk about how far down the drain that we are spinning. There's more. There's more. Another man who described himself as a very very much a liberal told the Washington Post he fantasized about representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren, Lauren Boebert forcing him to vote straight red on election night. Lauren Boebert yeah, but it's not even a, it's 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 the fact that he wants to he wants to be forced to vote Republican on election night by these two leading ladies in the Republican Party. And and there's some sexual gratification that comes out of this. Yet another person reportedly fantasized about quote having sex with people she finds repulsive including Trump, Osama bin Laden and Hell's Angels bikers. The fuck? Dude spinning out of control a 60 year old male dominatrix named master black satyr dragon wolf told the washington post that he engaged in bdsm with a 22 year old straight college student who wanted to quote be punished by a person of color because he voted for trump i mean i mean this is I think that might be a fantasy in itself. You think there's a Trump voter out there that goes votes Trump just so that he can go and find a black dom to beat the shit out of him for his vote? No. I think that's just a liberal wanting to get the shit beat out of him and pretending that they voted for Trump because they want to they feel like they deserve it. Yeah, probably. I, I can't believe we're reading stories like this. That's definitely what happened. Oh. I can't believe we're reading stories like this. It's just incredible. Anyway, that's what we have there. Jesse, thank you so much. Jsem, thank you. Yes, I did save those stories for Matt. Boys Blanc, everybody's going in on it now. Uh, Enigma Toyd, thank you, Enigma Toyd. Witchy Poo sends over those cookies along with Enigma Toyd and Boys Blanc. Now they're going, let's get drunk on cookies, they're saying. 
And here comes Matt1776, one of the head honchos at Build.net, says, here, have a cookie. He threw one into the mix there, too. West Virginia Ridge Rider says, when I heard about Kissinger, I couldn't help but think of Soros. Oh, I know, he's next. But again, to to say, it's one thing to say, well, uh, they're awful people, and they they made their, you know, they cast their lot in life and good riddance. But it's not like... It was ever one of those things where decapitating them from their neck on the Hydra was ever going to stop the system that they had put in place. You know, uh, George Soros has progeny that are that is already taking up the mantle. You know, Alex Soros, he has uh, established all the same friends, new generation that his father had established. Kissinger had created has created essentially a, I mean, it. it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter ultimately. Nothing changes, but at the same time, good riddance to bad rubbish, right? Shaquille Oatmeal says, Evening, Frank and Matt. Just an out of left field. How is it pronounced? A-T-A-A-T. There's only one way. Wait, 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 wait. What? Evening, Frank and Matt. Just an out of left field. How is it pronounced? At-at? AT8 are you talking about Star Wars? AT8 I don't I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Um but thank you Shaquille. Fuck you talking about Shaquille. <laughs> Secret weapons says thanks Frank and hey Matt. Whole bunch of whole bunch of cookies here between Witchy and Matt. <clears throat> Cookie fight, let's go. Matt's really going nuts right here. Shaquille O'Meal says they're using these undocumented individuals as unknowingly organ or knowing organ donors. UN owns the national parks. There's another theory for you. Organ donation. There's a huge cookie war that has started in there now. Shaquille O'Meal said, tried calling with a glitch story. If I can't get through, I'll email it to you. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get some more glitch stories in, so just keep it up. That would be wonderful. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot going on. Shaquille O'Meal again. That Matt versus third graders picture needs to become a T-shirt. Straight Doom cover photo. You know, see the Matt versus the third grader picture needs to become an album cover. Uh, it's hard to take. A, I guess you can take that picture and just slap it onto a T-shirt. But uh, you talk about obscure. That is a very obscure reference. And it's uh, it's too boxy, you know. It's it's hard to fade it into the rest of the shirt and all that. Th- that would be a really great album cover. That's what I would say. Um. But yeah, Frank gonna have a long war to read. No, I'm trying to get through. I I see what's going on here. There's a lot of a lot of gold gold pills getting thrown between each other in this um in the the chat room on on Foxhole. It's just hard. And now Maven's getting in on it. <clears throat> so much. Shaquille O'Neal was talking Star Wars. Okay, good. Then there you have it. All right, Matt, I got something for you. Here is a little... Um, what are, where are we at? Did you ever see... I, I came up across this the other day. Do you remember this skin bracer commercial? And... You remember the skin, the skin bracer commercial with Jack Palance? Listen to this. Hold on. I feel like I do. You remember? Yeah. Did you ever see? Did you ever see that um, the full episode of the 
of the old country buffet meat carver guy. No. You ever you see the meme of the guy who are, he's just awkward, very, uh, very. No, it wasn't ever. I okay. Well, I don't know if you guys want to watch this. You have to have seen it. I've seen it. I seen one the other day where it's just the guy asking questions and yeah, it's, yeah, and yeah, it's just I'll send it to you. It's edited to make it look more weird than it already is. Okay, well I, I'm going to put this up on the screen in just a second. First, Jack Palance because this was this was interesting to see again after all these years. Listen, if I'm in, I don't need some fancy cologne to tell me I'm a man. I use Skin Bracer. It smells great, but it also cools and tones my skin. Confidence is very sexy, don't you think? Skin bracer aftershave. I mean, I mean, I always, uh, I always enjoyed Jack Palance for, uh, but his his br- very breathy way of speaking was always very, uh, I don't know, it was intriguing and also off-putting uh, when he played Curly in um, in City Slickers and of course in in uh, Batman and there's so many other things there too but I remember I came across this this uh, this commercial the skin bracer commercial on Instagram the other day I said wow it's incredible the things that you get nostalgic for even that the very whispery voice of Jack Palance listen to it again I don't need some fancy cologne to tell me I'm a man I'm a man I use skin bracer it smells great it smells great (laughs) But it also cools and tones my skin. Confidence is very sexy. Don't you think? Confidence is very sexy. He talks like uh, Mr. Peterson from, uh, what was it, Pendant Publishing in uh, Seinfeld? Yes. Yes. Yes, those people that just carry an aura around them. Matt, did you hear that there is a, uh, a super pig invasion problem? They're, almost, they're pretty much un- unbeatable. This is a... It bleeds. It dies. Exactly. Well, listen to this. You thought murder hornets were bad. The super pig invasion looms. Fans of fear-mongering classics such as murder hornets, monkey pox, and take this experimental vaccine or you'll kill grandma will love this one. According to new reports, a population of badass super pigs is about to descend on North America from Canada, prompting northern U.S. states such as Montana, Minnesota, and North Dakota to take measures against the invasion. What does this mean? The wild pigs currently roam Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, and are often crossbreeds that combine the survival <sighs> skills of wild Eurasian boars with the size and fertility of domestic swine to create so-called super pigs that one expert called the most invasive animal on the planet and an ecological train wreck. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. According to the report, Canadian farmers just cut pigs loose after the market collapsed in 2001. The pigs preserved or persevered, I should say. The pigs persevered with the strong surviving, harsh Canadian winters and the weak dying off. The result was highly destructive packs of pigs that are roaming around now, eating anything including crops and wildlife. Feral pigs already in the United States have caused some $100 million in property damage in Texas, where lawmakers have authorized hot air balloon hunts to eradicate porcine menace. But Ryan Brook, a professor at University of Saskatchewan and one of Canada's leading authorities in the problem, has documented 62,000 wild pig sightings in Canada and have seen them on both sides of the Canadian-North Dakota border. 
Nobody should be surprised when pigs start walking across that border if they haven't already, said Brooke. The question is, what will be done about it? So what do you think, Matt? Do you think that this, if you were given this job by Canada, would you be able to get it under control? I would never do a job for Canada. Okay, let's say that North Dakota said, Matt, you're the only one. You're the only one. We need you to keep these Canadian pigs from coming into the United States. Would you take the job? Yeah. And would you you would you organize this? You defend the border as if. Yeah, I dig holes around the border. I'd fill it with bait. I'd put some spikes in there and let them run into the fucking things. And then I'd shoot other ones I see. I would love. See, I wish that there was a way that we can make it happen, and I can send you out there with a film crew. I'll probably kill mad non-target animals, but that's a risk we have to take. Yeah. I'll kill most of the local fauna out there. I'll kill but most of the local fucking wildlife, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We can't let these pigs, <laughs> these Canadian pigs come here. Can't have that. Anyway, here's what I have, and then we're going to get into... Uh, <clears throat> you know what? No, no. I'll save this for the end. We'll save this for the last 15 minutes. For now, I want to get into these these glitch stories. All right? So call in if you got a glitch story. We're ready to start uh, jumping into that now. All right, here we go. Um, first one up. First one up. Okay, listen to this. This is from Sarah X11. When I was around 20 years old, a few years ago, I kept having dreams about a woman with long black hair named Aurora. They were different dreams, but for some reason, her distinct face and name always ended up in them. Uh, I got to, the, got to the point where I would wake up frustrated and confused, trying to Google her name or find out how I was connected to her. After a few months, she stopped showing up in her dream, and I dismissed it, thinking my brain was just being a scumbag. Fast forward a few years, it's Halloween 2009, and I'm in a car with a friend stopped at a gas station. I'm about to pull out and merge onto a highway when I get a phone call from a random number. So I stopped the car, but no one answered. There was a person behind me who grew impatient. They honked at me and then swerved in front of me instead of waiting for two seconds for me to move. Uh, the second they get on the highway, some silver Civic loses control of the wheel and crashes into the car that swerved in front of me. I called the cops and waited at the gas station for them to come. Turns out the drivers of both cars died. It was it 100% would have been me if I hadn't gotten that phone call. Well, I called that number back a few hours later out of gratitude and curiosity. It rang three times and went to a voicemail. The voicemail said the following. Hi, you've reached Aurora. Please leave your name and number. I never had goosebumps like that in my life. I called it again the next day because I was that confused about the whole situation. Some woman answers, we get to talking, I tell her my entire story, including the dreams that I had. She tells me that she doesn't know how I got her number and that she never called me as far as she remembers. Very weird. I ask her if she has a Facebook to confirm if she is in fact the woman in my dreams. I check her Facebook and holy fuck, it's her. Didn't you read that story before? No. You sure? I swear. I mean, we've, we've we've definitely read stories like this, but I've never cracked this this topic open before. If that's not a glitch in the matrix, then I'm just uh, then I'm just batshit crazy. Um, here's another one. Driving home. Uh, hold on. 
did that one. Let me see here. Where's the other one? At 12 years of age, my mom let me stay in the... This is from Parrot Tamer. At 12 years of age, my mom let me stay in uh, in the truck as she went grocery shopping. <clears throat> as I wait, I see an old guy walking toward the truck with an indescribable look. Okay? And he looks at me as if I know too much. He stops five feet from the truck, looks at me for a couple of seconds, and heads back the exact way he came. It was rather traumatic for some reason, and very confusing at that age. Five to six years later, my dad was showing me some home videos of us at Yellowstone, at Old Faithful. I noticed the same guy, the same look, same clothes peering at us on camera and at me through the television. It freaked me out just telling this. And here's an edit. I did not expect the story to be such a hit. A few more details. The Yellowstone video was uh, was from when I was very young. I'm thinking about one or two years of age. I was in an awesome I was in an awesome baby pack on my dad's back. I also will try my hardest to find the video. I don't see my parents often, and if I do, I don't think either of them will know where our home videos are. Divorce can be messy and a destructive thing. So a lot of things have changed for this person over the years. But imagine that having that traumatic experience at. Uh, you know, five or six years old being left in a car for a couple of seconds while your, your parents go inside of a store and uh, to, to do one thing or another. And while they're in there briefly, this strange guy with a very, very, a very hard stare. He's just, an, old, an old time rapist. Well, it's not just that. It's the fact that why has he was he drawn to this car you could say well what if he was just concerned that there was a little kid in the car all alone and maybe uh you know what was just a a look of concern or something like that was taken as a look of something that was predatory or weird yeah he mistaken it for a look of arousal I, yeah i know but i guess if you if you if you are the one receiving the look uh you know when there's something just wrong about it and if that's not enough to go and a couple of years later be looking through some old family videos of a vacation you had somewhere in Yellowstone National Park and to have this guy with the same look in the background taking great interest in you and your family uh, I mean that, that's just incredible it makes you wonder how many how often was this guy in the background of my life watching me and who is he yeah, sounds like a creep it's very weird but I love these stories. 914-200-0269. Uh, let's start taking some calls again. And uh, and we'll just keep... Keep bouncing around. 834. It's been a good one tonight. Been a good one tonight. Witchy Poo and, uh, and Matt 1776 are still going at it with each other. In the, in the gold pills. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, yo, Frank, it's Vin. Vin, what's going on? Like you know me. What's up, brother? How you doing, Matt? Hey, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm good. I got a little... I, I, I put it in the comments section sometimes, and I don't think it get, gets recognized. You had the Chris Cuomo spot up tonight. Do you remember Jimmy Fallon and the other fucking piece of shit, Jimmy fucking Kimmel, doing the bit on TV about sucking off fucking... Uh, Whatever uh, Chris Cuomo's brother's name is, because he was such a COVID hero. Uh, you're, uh, you just praising him, or you're talking about an actual sex no. act? I'm a, no, they they were on 
national TV, and they were they did a skit where they both said they were they admired Cuomo so much they would actually fillet him. I don't remember that. No. You got to find that video, Frankie. I'm joking. You got to find that video. Come on. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll look. Well, so so then what is the um, wh- where where are you going with it? Is just is that just a? Uh, got, I, I can't. You know what? I I suck at researching shit and trying to find like these videos are gone. You can't find them. But I remember these little things. Well, I remember. I mean, it's it's I, without having to remember every detail of the time because it was just such a blur and we knew what was going on. There was no doubt that for a time there, everybody was lining up to 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 you know rub his shoulders. There, we had people. Oh, uh, but uh, these these guys did a skit and the skit was on TV and they were so fucking butt proud of being like. He's such a mean... I mean, they gave him a fucking Oscar, right? What, they give him a, a fucking Oscar or a Grammy or some shit? I forget like what... Mario Cuomo fucking 18,000 fucking know. dead I, shit? I don't know what he did, what they did, but I do remember at the time... <laughs> I do remember... Yo, find that video. You will let... Like, if okay. you find it, like, pay somebody. You got media friends. Well, I mean, I could... Okay, well, okay. Well, thank you for the call, Vin. Let me see what I can do and, and look at it. Now, the, the real thing is what... I, I understand uh, if somebody went even that far, if they went even that far of praising Cuomo at the time with, you know, putting making it all about, uh, you know, pleasing him in some way physically, I, I wouldn't uh, disbelieve it. I mean, they've stooped to lower levels than that. I think that with the, all of the, the dance numbers they put together for the jab when it came out was far lower than that. Um, but you just remember that, that it might it was probably coming at a time where uh, they uh, Andrew Cuomo was getting it so much that he had to tell everybody, no, I'm not running for president. There was a time there that even though he was at the helm of a, a murder regime, okay, he was murdering people, consciously murdering people. And his staff knew because they were actually hiding the orders. They were hiding the orders, covering it up, and trying to obfuscate and, and, and deviate away from it. While all that was going on, he was being so overly praised in less sexual ways that he had to say more than once, I am not considering running for president. That's Be- the uh, Cuomo sexual. What? Remember? Cuomo sexual. I'm a Cuomo sexual. That's what they were saying. Remember? Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I just remembered that once you said sexual, uh, they were calling them Cuomo sex. Who came out? Like Megan Rapione and people like that came out and said, oh, I'm a Cuomo sexual. Let's see here. Andrew Cuomo adorably embraces his <clears throat> Cuomo sexual fans. Trevor Noah is a Cuomo sexual. This is all three years ago. So th- here, let's see. Bunch of pieces of shit. With Trevor Noah. So do you watch? Uh, I, I know, and I also saw. Oh you talk man! About oh, it, 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 this makes me sick to my stomach. This is Ellen DeGeneres, and this is when they're all doing their shows from home. This is when she still had a show. You remember when Ellen DeGeneres had a show? I mean, even she didn't survive all this crap. It's just this just makes me sick just to see these settings. Everybody on their webcams. The news that you can't watch the news that much because it's too depressing. You watch in the morning, you get a little recap at night. But you must be having to keep up with it all the time. I try and just yes. Oh, be- I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Yes, yes. They 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 were all trying to uh, propel Andrew Cuomo into the White House. 
because they still didn't know the, the preeminent. This is what they're saying. Oh, well, can Cuomo be the, the president? Oh, what do you mean? Just a couple of months ago, you said that Donald Trump uh, was poking around in Ukraine because he was so scared of Joe Biden's uh, candidacy that he needed to disable him with scandals, the unfounded scandals in Ukraine. Why would you even suggest Andrew Cuomo as president when Donald Trump knew knew that that Joe Biden was such a threat to him he had to he had to poke around in Ukraine for fake dirt. Oh, oh, it's just the farther you get away from it, the, the even sillier it, it seems. It was silly back then, but damn. Damn. All right, all right. There's a little bit more over here, and uh, and away we go. Nine one four two zero 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 two six nine. Nine one four two zero 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 two six nine. We're gonna gonna go on another little quick break. When we come back, we're gonna take some more of your calls, more of your super chats, and then we're going to end with a little bit of the old country buffet. So don't go nowhere. Well, Jordan Peterson joins me now. Jordan Peterson, welcome. I'm sorry for getting emotional, but I'm afraid every minute women are gaining more weight. It's not going the other way. I'm sorry to say they won't stop eating. It's not like it makes me happy to say this. I wish it did. I wish I could say, yay, look how fat they are. Hooray, let's throw a parade. And what do the men do? Who are they supposed to make love to? Men can't reach their holes. It's like, sure, you want to get on top? Well, you bloody well sign my will and testament because I'm not going to make it through this. Happy birthday to who? Not me. Not any man I know. I've been to McDonald's. I've been to Wendy's. It's all women in there. It's like, oh God, how about a me too for she also ate all my fries. No child should go to bed hungry because their mother ate all their food. When I was a boy in Canada, you used to be able to leave your pies cooling on the windowsill. Good luck with that now. Don't blink. There's a fat woman eating your pie. I was afraid Lizzo was going to eat that flute. Had a friend, you looking for a message board? Go to quitefrankly.tv and enter the forum. Engage with official show topic threads or start your own thread. Get signed up. It's that easy. And it's not Reddit, so don't sweat it. For the forum and then so much more, it's quitefrankly.tv. Yeehaw. Welcome to your Perpetual Health Minute, brought to you by Quite Frankly. Let's file this under Be Careful What You Wish For. On the screen, you're going to see an article written by Harvard Health Publishing, Gene Editing, A One-Time Fix for Dangerously High Cholesterol. The article is dated April 1st, 2023. The next thing on your screen is an article dated seven months later, November 16th, 2023. Patient dies after being gene edited to have lower cholesterol. Now, this study only had 10 participants. Two of them had a heart attack, one fatal and one not fatal. Now, in my opinion, the crime here is not the ignorance of the potential downsides of gene editing. The crime here is the myopic thinking that we should indiscriminately lower cholesterol at all costs, despite not fully understanding cholesterol's role in the human body. And we're going to do a lot more on this in the coming weeks and months 
but I want to leave it there for now. If you like this video, please follow the new Perpetual Health Rumble channel. You can also find us at perpetualhealth.substack.com. But for now, thank you so much for watching and back to the show. quite frankly superchat.com car guys new england said here's my glitch story one morning i was at a gas station saw three people come together and start talking as i was listening to them closely i noticed that they were saying to each other made zero sense and three separate conversations it was almost like a gta game whoa wow they came together first though huh did they clean it up <laughs> They, where did they come? Gosh. Yeah, I was listening to them closely. They came together and started talking. I noticed that they were all saying to each other what they were saying made zero I'm sense. Coming. That's what they all said. Almost like The Sims. Like when you play The Sims back in the day and everybody's like, they weren't even speaking English. That was just gibberish. Let's see here. Jay Britt says, I'll turn, uh, it'll turn out that the guy watching the girl in the park turns out to be her guardian angel, Lester. Lester the yeah, Lester. Yeah. Jay Britt's, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. Oh, I don't want a guardian angel, angel named Lester, please. That wouldn't be good. 813, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's up, Frank? Who's this? This is Shaquille O'Neal, bro. Oh, what's going on, <laughs> Shaquille? Hey, man. Um, so I think this could be considered a uh, Matrix Fetch story. So back in 2016, a buddy of mine went into a coma for three months after he was sucker punched, went down, hit his temple. Jeez. And shit was goosed out of his fucking ear. Uh, both of his parents are U.S. Marshals. Um, do you try to skip town? Uh, the girlfriend of the guy actually, you know, let her know, figured out. But anyway, going on, he was in a coma for three months. Um, toward the end of it, I had a dream that I was at a house party and I'm walking around and I see Brian there. And he's like, What's up, man? And I'm like, And I, I'm, I'm at a loss of words. I'm like, Brian, how are you here? And he's like, What? And I'm like, Brian, do you, know, do you not know what happened? And he said, what? And I, and I woke up to a phone call from his mother telling that Brian opened up his eye. Oh. Yeah. Now, ha yeah. has he since, uh, since then uh, made a full recovery? Is he all right? Is he living a full life? Is, is he always going to have something? Because that's pretty traumatic right there. Well, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, they actually took a quarter of his brain out because of swelling. Uh -huh. And um, since then, he's actually passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. But at the, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. 
Uh, but but he, how long did, did so? Did he ever make it out of the the hospital? Oh yeah, yeah, no, oh absolutely. And the thing is, this is some background. So this dude was absolutely brilliant, like eloquently spoken, like. And after he got into the accident, came out of a coma, he was not the same person. Mm. Like he was there, like as a friend, you know. But we couldn't. Like his word of box was very limited, you know. I can imagine. And, uh, I can imagine when you talk about brain traumatic brain injury like that. I, I just uh, you got to hold your breath, and you just don't know. There, there's no. There's just nothing that you can apply. Any outcome you can apply to one person that you can apply to the other. I'm very sorry to hear how how it all ended up, but that is, I mean, what, what can you say about something like that? To to have those experience in an unconscious state, and then wake up. And then that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was, I was like, you know what? Let me just call us in because I actually wanted to share this with you when you were talking about uh, out of body experiences and you know weird oddities. And I was like, well, this is probably this probably applies. Yeah. Oh well, hey, I'll accept it, and I thank you for the call, Shaquille Oatmeal, and it's great. absolutely, man. Yeah. I love your show, man, and thank you for the last four years. Actually, uh, I've been listening to you for a while. That's when we were like, oh, Shaquille Oatmeal. I've called, I've uh, messaged him before, but it's no big deal. Have but you have you messaged good work, man? You're what's up? But you you've messaged under that persona. Yeah. Well, I don't on on a uh, quite frankly TV. No, that's no big deal, man. Okay. Well, I, I, maybe maybe it's just all very fresh for me now that we are we're doing the, the, <laughs> the second halves on the on the website. But it's still it's a it's a it's a funny name. Good job making it. And thanks. And thanks <laughs> Appreciate for the, it, man. All right. <laughs> Appreciate. Have a great weekend. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Have a good weekend. Have a good one. Bye. Okay. Take care. There he goes, Shaquille Oatmeal. All right, Matt. You ready for this? This sure. is a something I've been watching a lot on my own now. I, I don't know. Over the last couple of weeks, I don't know why it keeps popping up in all forms. And then I just I just started watching. So, you know what? I'm going to put this on the air. It's the old country buffet training video where they uh, it's it's to to train the the carving chef. I know you know about it, and many people out there will know how it's been used uh, as a new generation meme. But it is, uh, it's, it's like a meme that has become a way to convey some kind of an awkward but wholesome exchange or someone who is very, you know, awkward and social. People will, will put that out there as a very odd first date behavior or something like that. But you have this carving chef who is, uh, is showing the new recruits, the new, the new people who are coming on to work at Old Country Buffet how to interact with their customers at this buffet. I think this is from the, the, it has to be from the 80s, late 80s, something like that. That's what I'm, I'm seeing here. But anyway, I have some timestamps and I have some things that I wanna watch. So let's do it together, shall we? Matt, I'm taking us both off the, the screen and here we go. Your other shift duties. We'll begin with your second shift duty, greeting and serving guests. Good evening. Find enough to eat today. Boy, now, now this guy, this guy right here, the carving chef, this guy has become famous. All these years later, you would never think, always keep that in mind. This guy took a job, took a job to become a, a an opportunity to, to become a, a training video for, I guess, was a, had to be a semi-popular buffet chain at that one point. To think that decades later, 
he would be famous and people would be watching this training video just to pass the time on YouTube is incredible. Your other shift duties. We'll begin with your second shift duty, greeting and serving guests. Good evening. Fight enough to eat today? Boy, I'll say. Well, that's great. Would you care for some beef? A little both, I think. All right. Oh, <laughs> all right. Making friendly conversations like this is a big part of greeting and serving guests. At other buffet-style restaurants, guests often feel they're on their own. Once they've paid for the meal, no one pays much attention to them. By the way, that is the best part about going to a buffet. I have just paid you a menial amount of money to pig out for the next hour or so. I don't want anybody to notice me because I'm going to do things that I regret. You know, that, that's, that right there is their first mistake. At Old Country Buffet, we work hard to make sure our guests never feel that way. As a carver, you spend a little more time with guests and their team members. That means you have a great chance to make them feel welcome and appreciated. By greeting the guest warmly and holding brief conversations as you serve them, you say to our guests, we're glad you're here. <laughs> Let's take a closer look at greeting guests. Every conversation you hold with guests should begin something like this. Good evening. Or... Hi, how are you? Once you've greeted the guest, start a brief conversation. Try asking a question the guest can answer in a sentence or two. You might ask something like this. Is it still hot out there? Yeah, no, the weather has completely changed since you arrived for work. <laughs> uh. Or this. Did you catch a game last night? Or this. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. What's your opinion on the Jews? Did you hear about Henry Kissinger? <laughs> Did you hear Henry Kissinger died? Did you see the Christmas tree fall at the White House? Don't forget to hold quick conversations with our younger guests, too. Children often play a big part in deciding which restaurant their parents visit. We want them to feel welcome and special here, too. So start conversations with children by saying something like this. What grade are you in at school? Or this. Have you decided what dessert you're going to have? Or this. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? Oh, you do? Well, here's some ham. <laughs> and, uh, I, and these responses, you've seen them. You've seen them. I got it. We, we got to find some of the compilations, how it's been used. Um, do, have you, do you have them on your phone by any chance, man? No, nah, I don't have them. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I've, been, I've been jumping around. Hold on. There's, a, there's, there's all of these, uh, these clips from here. Let me, let me get it out of here. Default view. Give me the clips. Give me the clips. No. Now, why are we back to Noah Trevor? Trevor Noah. Damn. Just lost it. Your other shift duties. This guy at the end. Where's the more from the shot? Let's get the, uh, not the mini player. Boom. Hold on. Carving guy memes. Here we have it. Wait a second. The lasagna is my favorite. Use only sharp knives. Believe it or not, dull knives are more dangerous than sharp knives. Because you have to work harder to get a dull knife to cut, the chances of cutting yourself or against are much. Is it still hot out there? 
Did you catch a game last night? I'd be glad to carve you that. Thinner slices are more tender, though. Would that be all right? You can always come back up for more. Have you decided what dessert you're going to have? Do you like hot fudge sundaes? All right. It gets worse and worse. I saw a couple of comments. I wanted to bring this up at the end here. Let's, I just grabbed a few comments. Here's the first one. You know, I really thought I'd be doing something better with my life at 38 years old than trying to fall asleep by watching old country buffet employee training videos. <laughs> Here's another one. All right. All right. His ability to smile through a complete mental breakdown and anxiety hitting the ceiling is amazing. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Uh, they are... Oh, here. Update. The carver was drafted by Old Country Buffet in the seventh round. He went on to carving in the bigs at MGM Las Vegas. After 12 seasons, a wrist injury sent him down to Golden Corral to finish out his playing days. He's now an assistant chocolate fountain coach. Have you ever had a chocolate fountain at Golden Corral? No. I never... Mike swears by it. I've never been in one of those places before. Never have. But one day... There's time for everything. Let's take one more call. 412, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, this is a follow-up from the six-year-old brain surgery. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Six months later, she's all healed up. We're fine. We're just sitting in the house. The TV's yapping in the background. Mm -hmm. And she says, that's not right. That's not how it goes at all. I'm like, what are you talking about? They were playing things about near-death experience. And she said... That isn't what happens at all. I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, no, you go into a crystal room and the whole ceiling has mirrors all over it. And in every mirror is a kind face and they all wish you well. And I was like, shut up. What? Like, just totally mind blown. This is just six. This this is only six months. I like to imagine it this way. My mother was the church lady. And she activated a whole prayer chain while my daughter was having the brain surgery. But number one, my daughter was six and a half. She didn't know anything about near-death experiences. She didn't know. So for her to pipe in, like that's just really, that's not it. You go in this crystal room and there's mirrors all over the ceiling and it's beautiful. And in every mirror is a kind face and they all wish you well. And I like to think all those kind faces were all the people praying for her. Anyway, I know that sounds very corny, but no, it happened. No, it's, a, it's I mean, hey, that that's from the mouth, from out of the mouth of mouths of babes. Babes, yeah. You she know. was six and a half. She blew my mind. But wait a second. Anyway, I know that. I know. You have a beautiful evening. Thanks hey, for putting wait. up with me twice. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. You hear me? Yes. Okay. I was going to ask, uh, is that a memory that she has? Uh, maintained at all over the years because I know it's a yes she actually even got a, a when she was older she got a little tattoo that says oh what the hell does it say it's a famous quote but it's along those lines of and everything was beautiful you know what I mean I don't I don't know how it goes there's a there's a, it's a famous quote but that, that's she great tattooed it on her side <laughs> that is great but, but she... yeah she remembers real close she's like me she sees um yeah, my dad, me, my brother, like there's a bunch of us. But she, at six and a half, blew me away criti- critiquing a show on NDEs. Like, that's just 
stupid. Well, hey. She didn't say stupid because in our house, stupid was a bad word. But well. she said, that's not how it is. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was so anyway. profound enough. It was profound enough that, and thank you for the call. There's two, two tonight, uh, an addendum. It was profound enough that she remembered it since six years old. There's something to be said about that. Wow. If you have any other stories like that, ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to hear about them. Please email me. We're about to wrap up right now. We'll see where we're going to go um, for the rest of the weekend. I might drop in on you Saturday night. I just may. Uh, uh, if not, then there's definitely going to be some time spent uh, with an impromptu stream and maybe a cigar and a fire pit. I haven't had one of those in a while. We'll see what happens. But I hope that you all have a wonderful weekend and you stay in touch. Matt, I hope you have a great weekend too. You as well. Yeah, great. Great for all of us. And I also want to say, because I'm just catching up with all of our Super Chats, that over on QuiteFrankly.tv, we say, I, I Chihuahua, just just bought a three-month bronze tier subscription. So for the next three months, I Chihuahua is not only going to be getting access to the Sunday streams, but also the book club. And you still have time for all of your, your Christmas shopping. If you know a book clubber or if you are a book clubber and you want to get ready for everything that we have coming up in the new year on QuiteFrankly.tv book club, then you have got to go and get in on that. You really do. We've got four of the five books in 2024 already set. And here's what you got to get. In January, Lucifer's Hammer by uh, Jerry Pornell and uh, Larry Nevin. In March, starting on Easter week, The Robe by Lloyd C. Douglas. Okay? That's going to be all throughout the Easter, last week of Easter and all throughout April. In June, it's going to be Dandelion Wine by Ray Bradbury. I think that uh, Charlie Robinson is going to come back and co-host with me on that one. I asked uh, Timothy Gordon if he would do The Robe with me, but uh, I think that he is doing his own book club, and they are reading um, Lord of the Rings, so he's going to be really, really um, in the weeds on that one. A lot of material to cover there. And then in August of 2024, The NeverEnding Story by Michael End. Uh, that, and that is going to be with um, with Lindsay Sharman, who suggested the book. And I said, absolutely, because the, the movie is miles deep. I, I can't. I would love to read the book and talk about that. That's going to be a lot of symbolism. So right there between Dandelion Wine and Neverending Story and The Robe, we are that is going to be a lot of deep, emotional, amazing stuff. And uh, Lucifer's Hammer is going to be a little bit more of the post-apocalyptic thriller variety and that kicks off the the uh the year so there's the four i can tell you to get i don't know what october 2024 is going to look like as far as book club goes but uh it'll be something to kind of calm the nerves of the impending the impending election um <laughs> we'll think about it anyway have a wonderful wonderful evening a wonderful weekend and i will see you here on monday seven o'clock we're kicking it off another big oh big big week be here for it all and become a sponsor, my friends. I will see you. I will see you later. Bye-bye. I'll catch you on the flip side.
quite frankly is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatter, starting with Car Guys New England, Jay Brits, Jay Brits, Car Guys New England, and Stostube. Thank you all. Oh, and Nick in Chicago last night said, Frank, it's time for Christmas music. In honor of Shane McGowan, who passed away today, one of my favorites is Fairy Tale of New York. The lyric, bells are ringing out for Christmas Day, just feels like down people reaching out for something better. I appreciate you, Nick. I appreciate everybody out there. Thank you to all of our gold pillars. There was a big war that broke out between Witchy Poo and Matt1776 at the end there. And a lot of the people squeaked in along the way. Thank you also to our Rumble Ranters, including Cat Sky D. And over the weekend, I'll see you in the email. I'll see you in the Gilded. Take care. <laughs>